This episode of By the Hood is brought to you by the By the Hood Intro to Precious Metals course. Have you ever wanted to invest in precious metals but didn't know how or where to start? Well, it's not your fault. Many of us were never taught at home or in school why this is important. Even if you are a stock or a real estate investor, precious metals are important to you. They provide a low or negative correlation to other asset classes. This means even a small percentage of precious metals in a portfolio will reduce both volatility and risk. By the Hood has put together this course as a way to build stackers from our community. So, with that being said, visit By the Hood University and look for the Intro to Precious Metals course. Use the coupon code BTHSTACKER to receive this course for $50. That's at a limited time, but it's $50. What's up, people? Welcome to this episode of the By the Hood podcast or webcast because I don't know how you're consuming this content. I'm your host as always. My name is Jimmy. And as we start off every show, that's with gratitude. Just want to say thank you to all of our supporters because everything's growing. I can't, I mean, our merch is flying off the shelves, um, our courses. So we just want to say thank you because we appreciate all the support. And all, um, anytime you guys support us, it helps us do uh, the work that we do in the community. Um, cause we definitely are still doing a lot of free work, even though now it's kind of weird because it's via zoom, um, because of <laughs> situations. Also, this, uh, episode is brought to you by our newest course, which is the intro to precious metals, which just dropped Friday. Um, you know, we've already have, we actually have pre-sale. So th- that's amazing. Um, I want to say thank you for all the support. That's about getting our community involved and in investing in precious metals, because we talk a lot about a lot of asset classes, stocks, real estate, um, cryptocurrency. We want to make sure that we're involved in every space. Um, and, and you know, like every other episode, I'm joined by my partner in crime, Core. Core, what's up, good brother? Hey, man, every day above ground is a good day, man. You know, I don't, I don't complain about too much. As long as, as long as I'm breathing, I got a chance. This is absolutely true. And um, if you're listening for the first time, our platform is designed to highlight brothers and sisters who are doing amazing work in the community, building businesses, and we have a legend with us, right? We have a legend in, in the real estate game here, specifically in our city. She's a legend. Um, and this is our sister. Uh, she's also a partner with us on the Black Wealth Project, which uh, airs every Sunday at 7 p.m. But we had to bring her on. We finally got her on. We got the legend, Tracy. Tracy, what's going on? Hi, guys. How are you? Oh man, yeah. we, we're glad we found we finally uh, you know as busy as you are, it's hard to it's hard for anybody to track you down for a minute. So we finally got you. So thank you. You're welcome, and you're right. It's been crazy. All this stuff happening in the market, everything going on. Like my I life know. is that. I know the new office looks amazing, by the way. That exposed brick is so fire. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I want to make sure we uh you, you didn't even do nothing from... and I feel stunned on. I feel stunned on without you even doing anything. You just sat down. Yeah, that, that new office. And we're gonna talk about all the new stuff you got going on because uh, you got a lot of amazing things. But let's start let's start your journey from the beginning. So um, you know, just tell our uh, audience where are you from? Um, what was your upbringing like? What schools you go to? And you have to mention that amazing middle school you went to, because that's legendary. So I'm just going to put that out there. But yeah, so tell the folks about your upbringing. Okay. So yes, um, I am a Philly born and bred girl, lived here all my life, done all my schooling here. Um, I was lived in what would be considered the Pembroke section of Philadelphia, um, then moved to Mount Airy section. 
And during the initial starting of my school and probably starting in second grade, I went to the legendary Ivy League Middle School. <laughs> and, you know, I'm sure you probably have heard definitely. I know Jimmy's a product of Ivy League, so you guys as his followers probably know exactly what that means. But just to reiterate. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> they, it was the legendary Ivy League because it was the first African-American private school um, that was founded in the United States on the East Coast. So it was it was legendary from just teaching us about us in a village-minded community type of setting. And we learned with real life uh, information that was pivoted around Black history. So mm -hmm. that was that was my initial upbringing and my start from like probably daycare into second grade and then we finished it out going into eighth grade and then after that I went to George Washington Carver High School of Engineering and Science ENS nice. for my Philly people. Um, uh, my background was that in the conversation was to pivot into engineering, um, which I actually went to Drexel University after that for engineering. And um, went there for a degree in chemical engineering, which is completely different than what I'm actually doing right now, <laughs> <laughs> which is a whole lifetime of conversations of different things that happen. But at the end of the day, what I learned at Drexel helped me to position how to think. Okay. Um, that is really, really the background in my mind of what engineering is at a minimum the baseline for is teaching you how to think and understand pieces of a linear project and breaking them out to make them work or shape better so that way they function and that can be applied to a lot of different parts of life and clearly i've taken it to real estate um, but in that conversation dealing with that going through y2k um, I did a lot of internships because Drexel is a co-op engineering program. So I worked for Merck. I worked for Smith Klein before it became Glasso Smith Klein. And it was just Smith Klein Beecham. Um, I worked for Johnson and Johnson and a few other water department um, internships as well. And as I kind of pivoted out of that, the conversation with real estate started to become more prevalent, mostly because my father was in. Now, my father was um, blue collar. Um, he started out, his family from Baltimore, lived in Baltimore all his life, large family. We probably own 10 to 15 blocks worth of towels <laughs> in, in <laughs> North Baltimore. I'm gonna be real with you. <laughs> Every time we go out there, it's just like, oh, that's your cousin. I'm like, oh, okay, that's your cousin too. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> But it's 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 a it's a large family and and it's a, a pretty well known family in North Baltimore. Yeah, your father's a real estate legend, man. I'm gonna tell you, um, the story you told us a couple weeks ago that I I still hold on to is is your father um waking no, up. Rain. It's raining, so I'm just gonna stay home today. Like that, your father's a I'm legend. Good. So, um, talk about his influence on you uh, with real estate. So my dad is exactly that. Like he's always kind of been in the background, always kind of said things. And like we talked about that conversation about him not working when it rains. That was literally something that he just did. 
and it didn't kind of resonate until I got an adult and I had to actually schedule my own time. And I'm like, wait a minute, he said no, I can't. I take all my way. <laughs> but at the end of the day, um, he's he started out doing um, steam fitter work and then came to Philadelphia and then got into steam fitter and then started working with um, some of his Jewish counterparts and started getting into real estate from an investment standpoint and him helping them with some of their projects to the point where they taught him how to buy property himself. So he's been in real estate probably from an investor 40 years and then going into an actual capacity of representing people as a real estate broker probably for the last like 20 years. Okay. So it was a heavy influence. And when I tell you, like, it was almost pessimistic. <laughs> like I'm telling you, like through my real my, my engineering career and all the call-outs, you be like, you know you have to do that, right? You know that doesn't make sense that you actually have to go in and tell people when you uh want to take off work. Like, we're doing something for the family. Why can't you just tell them I'm not coming to work? And I'm like, Dad, that's not how it works. It's for parallel. You tell these people these things, you like, mm-hmm. Let me know when you're ready to stop doing all that. <laughs> you know, and it was, and, and his personality is just one of those kind of things. So you just, from being his child, I fluffed it up. But yeah. as I got older, it was like, you know, he kind of do what he wants for real, for real, and it works for him. So there's got to be some truth to what he's saying. Mm-hmm. So now let me delve deeper. And when we start talking about his portfolio that he gained through dollar houses that was in Philly. Yep. The portfolio that he gained from just reaching out to the community, negotiating different things, them him being a resource of somebody who had cash, who could wield, you know, invest together to buy somebody out of their house and get them out of foreclosure. Like the list just kind of started building. And when I looked at our portfolio, we were probably at that time before I stopped doing engineering and pursuing it full time, he was probably at like 50 doors. Okay. At that time. And in college, after 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 like my maybe my I'm gonna say my junior year, he moved me into a duplex that he owned. And he was just like, You're not gonna pay rent, you're just gonna manage the property. And I'm like, Okay. So I'm taking the calls from the tenant, I'm making sure that I know what's going on, I'm learning about tenants and understanding leases and different things was, like that. He was teaching you, he was teaching you. And in that conversation, when I start looking up and I'm like, wait a minute, this unit probably rents for $1,100 a month. I know what you're getting from the tenant downstairs and I'm here for free and I'm working for you. And we have 50 of them. <laughs> <laughs> doing that math. Yeah. That's where the engineering you know, math came into play. Yeah. Right. I'm good with math. I was like, oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think it's a lot of gems there, right? For one, for one, he was um he was schooling you even when you didn't know he was schooling you, which is amazing, right? Um, and I and and I just want to um first off, I want to send a shout out to Drexel because I have a degree from Drexel too. My uh my master's is from Drexel, so shout out to Drexel. Um, and I want to take a step back further, right? Not just because it's you know not just because I went there too, but I know as someone who went there, a lot of things that we were taught, it didn't really um. Even to this day, some days I realize how important that was, right? You don't know all along because that's your norm. 
But when you get to be older and you, you know, as you start to meet other folks who didn't have that experience um, that was so centered around our people um, and you realize that that's not everybody's normal, you start to appreciate it more. Do you find yourself with that as well? It, it, I'm telling you, it was a wake up call in college and going through stuff because it was just like one of the things I don't talk about a lot that is like super impactful right now is I don't have any student loans. Ooh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah. I'm gonna be you when I grow up. <laughs> but that was due to all of the the foundation that was set, the income that was coming in. It was literally like, and you know how that is. That bill came. It was maybe ten, sixteen, six to ten thousand dollars a pop for trimester, yeah. and it was like, here you go, Dad. And we're like, all right. Now I'm moving to the next, and I'm not paying attention to that. And then as I'm looking through all the things, I'm like, you spent, and this was cash. And I remember the house you stole, and you wrote this check. Mm-hmm. And as I'm moving, and there's different conversations too, even in my real estate sector of what I'm doing, some of some of the issues that I see with people not being able to make certain moves on buying homes or buying investment properties, how to do it too long. Yeah, and, it, and, it, and it's deferment and it's and it's all kinds of issues and non-payments and different stuff that could have been that I know I never had to deal with. Yeah. So yeah. it's a different mindset when I watch people moving around with debt and different things. I'm like, wow, like you can't make certain decisions or can't even take certain risks because of what you're carrying. And you don't you don't even know what that's like to be free, like mentally to just make the decisions to, you know, do things that are in your best interest. You're doing it in the interest of your bill. Yeah, that's crazy. I actually read um I actually read that if you have no debt, even if you don't have any assets, if you have like no debt, yeah, you're in the top ten percent just having no debt. Even if you don't even even if you don't even have any portfolio any of real estate stocks or anything, any just just not having debt puts you ahead of most people. That's crazy. Super That's crazy. crazy, right? And and yeah. a lot of it when you think about student loans, when you go to a state school, when you get Pell grants and all these other things, for an average American to go to school for an average income or for an average um uh college program, you literally could sell one house and pay off your debt zero. That's facts. That's facts. Literally. And that's why that's one of the reasons that real estate is so powerful. Real estate is like the foundation, right? Super. That's facts. Super so let me add, so let's so you so you left engineering. Um you, you got into the family business. Um and let me ask you this uh how long before you went and got licensed to actually represent folks? So I got my license at 18. So I, okay. my dad was like, he was like, at the end of the day, you can go do the, the engineering stuff you want to do, but you want to get this license at 18. And I was working in the office with him probably when I was 16, just to have summer money and different things. And then by the time I was 18, I got my license and he was like, okay, well, you can go off and do what you want to do. But you're going to keep active. You're going to take your CEs and all that stuff. But when you're actually ready to do this full time. Nice. You know. <laughs> nice. Listen, man, he sent you. Listen, man, I yeah. can tell you, your dad's a legend. Your dad's a legend. He made because because this because yeah. this is kind of this is kind of what we talk about. I was going to say you got to meet him, like when you're just yeah, he, like 
he's similar to Corey in a background kind of way. <laughs> I already know what you mean by that. <laughs> he's just but, one but of the reason I say that. He 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 is who he is, and he kind of has a, a good wielding and understanding of how things work too. But he he not gonna let you play him either because he know what he know, and at some point yeah. he's like, <laughs> come for your neck. But yeah, absolutely. But a lot of what we talk about, like he was already gone. So a lot of our generation um are, are trying to make the same moves that he made a previous generation in terms of preparing you um you know, for, for, for what's going to happen, putting you in a place where you can take advantage of the family business and work in the family business. So like he was, you're one generation ahead of a lot of our folks. And and I think that's amazing. And it's amazing to tell this story because, you know, it's your story, but <clears throat> he's such a prevalent uh, piece of your story. So I think that's amazing. Um, Let me ask you this though, as someone, cause like I said, you're a real estate legend here. You're, you're one of the top brokers in the country. Um, And, 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 but let me ask you this though: Do you like the investment side or representing folks side the best? What's your favorite part of the business? I feel like I, I equally like both, um, and I feel like it depends on the market as to what I focus more on. But I'm telling you, it's it's nothing like helping somebody get their first piece of property and helping them to understand how they transition into the tax code. It's nothing like helping a first-time investor get their first house hacking, multi-unit. Like I just feel like the education portion of it is the most important to me because one of the things that I learned with the the education that I got from engineering was we don't have like real classes that teach people the education on wealth and teach people the education on buying property and how that all works together. So when I'm telling people like, you know, that could pay if you get your duplex and you live in there rent free and the other person is paying your mortgage, you got more money to do other stuff. Like, and it's like, <laughs> when you yeah. see people understand that and that's what I love. That's what I love living for. It's literally like freeing people's minds to understand that there's so much more out here than, than what they're, they, what they, what they're being told in a mm-hmm. in production and what they understand okay okay yeah so i i figured you're gonna say that right <laughs> because you like help because you like helping other people which is amazing which mm-hmm. is amazing let me ask you this along your journey from going to where you started um and then going through engineering and then transitioning into real estate full-time what has been the biggest hurdle for you so probably in the very beginning it was literally the mindset shift because even though my dad had always kind of been plugging these different things about, you know, there's other things out here, you can unplug yourself from the matrix, like you don't actually have to do what everybody else does. I was raised and I went to college and I went to school thinking, you gotta get a good job, you gotta work hard, you gotta climb the corporate ladder, you're in engineering, it's a prominent you know, field, you gotta do these certain things. And the mental mindset of transitioning is crazy, it's crazy for your community, it's crazy for your friendship circle. Like that first year, I'm gonna say my probably first three years, it was tough. It was tough telling my, my college girlfriends and you know, I'm, I'm in a sorority, I'm an AKA. We had events and different things and people were like, Tracy, you're not gonna come. You're not coming to the gala. You can't come to this event. And I'm like, y'all, like I, I, 
I get it and I want to be a part and I want to do stuff, but the things that I'm building right now are just so much bigger. And I had to be steadfast mentally to be able to be like, nope, this is the plan. This is what I need to do. I know where I'm going and I might have to miss that event or I might have to, you know, there were times when I wanted to take a vacation and go away. I had a client call me and they're like, this is the only weekend I'm free and I want to buy three triplexes. Mm-hmm. That's that's triplexes. It is. <laughs> yeah, that's a, no, but that's an interesting point. I, I want, I want to, I want to talk more about that because that's, that's something that we don't talk about. When you decide that this is something you want to do, like going into business and investing, um, how that can like actually, I don't want to say ruin, but it can affect some friendships because if everybody else is on the wave, like I just want to get a job, I don't care about investing. When you make that decision and you stick to it, and Corey, I like to hear your uh, your point of view on this as well. You'll sometimes lose friends, right? Uh, me losing friends, I'm more transitioning into uh, a different circle of friends, right? So I always get it. I even as a kid, I used to always get accused of uh, having different sections and sectors of friends. And and my thing is, is everybody's part of a network, right? And so every person that you bring into your circle or you let go from your circle is you're letting go of that person and their network or you're bringing in that person in their network. And so I always looked at it as, as a, as a, as a tool, right? Each person is a tool in, in your toolbox, right? So if somebody needs something and that person is an expert at that thing, you can point them. It's like going in your toolbox and being able to hand that person a tool to help them in their life. And so I, I try to attract people in my life that can not only help themselves, help me, but help other people, right? Because if, if you if you don't kind of serve a purpose to be able to help somebody else, it, like my purpose, what I want to do is help other people. And so if if you if you don't have a thing where you can't help other people, it's going to kind of be hard to hard to be my friend because, you know, I'm not going to be able to just spend enough time with you to, to actually call you my friend. You know what I mean? Not, not, you know, not in no kind no, I understand of, what you're saying. you know, disrespectful kind of mean way, but, you know, I'm going to spend less and less time with you as I get more and more in depth into what I really want to do. And so, no, I wouldn't, not an I evil thing I'm saying. Yeah, so it's not, it's just, I wouldn't say necessarily losing people, but you, you, you disconnect from them because y'all don't have the same things in common that you once did. Yeah. So Tracy, was that, a, was that your experience when you had that mindset shift and you said, I'm going this way that, I mean, it might be friends you just might not be as close with. You know, it doesn't mean you don't love them nonetheless, but it's just that you made that decision, right? Absolutely. Made that decision. And it was very easy to understand because I also had the support system that was like, Tracy, everybody can't go. They can't go. Mm. You got to be okay with that. And it's like, but we got you. You're good. We know the, the, the plan. We have it laid out for you. All you got to do is just follow it. And I think as I trusted that more and that support system more, it really, really started to, you know, become very, very clear. And again, like some of the friendships I still have. I still got friendships from 20, 25 mm-hmm. years ago from people who are like, yep, she's been doing this all this whole time. Yep. Yep. That's who she is. <laughs> Listen, Tracy, you be speaking in quotables. That's another one right there. That's another T-shirt. Everybody can't go. <laughs> I like that one. Because that's the truth of the matter. The truth of the matter is everybody can't go. Right. I like that. Everybody can't go. And that has to be the approach. Right. Because everybody has their journey. That's, that's, that's amazing. 
So um, now, now you're a success in real estate. Um, you're doing what you love to do. You're, you're continuing your family legacy. Um, could you give us a book or something that has inspired you along the way, something you could share with our audience? Oh, goodness. There were so many different books that I've read and um, conversations that I've had, even down to like movies I've seen and people that I've All right, read. give us a movie. Give us a movie. That'd be interesting. What movie has inspired you or helped you along the way? So um, one movie that I love, and it to me speaks directly to the aggressiveness of sales and some of the 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 the, the tenacity is probably Boiler Room. <laughs> I love that okay. movie. I love that movie. <laughs> I was going to start sending out quotes, but I don't want to sound crazy because I actually watched that movie a lot. Because um, I, I, at one point, I had securities license and worked in an environment like that. So it definitely resonated with me. But, you know, um, damn, that's dope. That's dope. We're going to add that to the list, Cole. We're going to add Boiler Room yeah. to our list, right? Yeah, right to the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even with my dad, like, my family, like, I grew up with nothing. It was more men in my family than women. Like, we literally had every third generation somebody had a girl. So my dad has five or six, five brothers. I have maybe close to nine to 10 cousins that are all boys. Like, when we all got together, it was like, I'm the girl and it's cool, but Tracy, we not holding any punches with you. Like, you're a grown up. And <laughs> you, like a grown up and I'm, Sorry that you think you need to cry, but we don't care about your feelings. Like, you know, just get it done. So, I'm pretty sure that that, that helps you. No, no, but in business and sales, that's probably like you know helps you. Everything is about how you were brought up. Um, the whole nature versus nurture thing, and you know, the more I read, the more I study. Man, it's like <sighs> nurture is nurture, man. I don't know. Maybe it's fifty fifty. Maybe it's not. Who knows? But yeah, yeah because you still have to be empathetic. So nurture has to become part of whatever you do, right? You can't. You 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 know you you can't. You money is emotional, right? Because most times people lose money because they are emotional, right. and most time you know, and those people who can separate uh, the emotional parts out normally make more money. So it's about being able to separate out those emotions. So you can't, you can't, you, nurture has to play a part in it somewhere, or it would be way more sociopaths running around. So. <laughs> but my question is, do you got, do you think nurture plays a bigger part than nature though? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, I'm thinking some, some days I say, I think nurture might be, it might be more nurture than nature. I don't know. I because I feel like even when when you think about people who grow up from a nature perspective in a poor space, but if they're given love, if they're given support, if they're given uh, nurturing to their dreams and nurturing to feeling like you can do whatever you want, we can at least put you in front of the people if we can't pay for it to do stuff. They grow up in a completely different mental mindset that has nothing to do with their surroundings. Yep. Yeah. Yep. This is all facts. Yeah, and that's why because I, I grew up in yeah, one of I the poorest neighborhoods in the world, <laughs> and my parents never. I never felt poor for one day until I actually got grown. I had to pay for my own stuff. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's that's proof right there. That's proof right there. That, I never felt poor until I had to pay for something. 
on my arm. I was like, I got to pay this stuff? Oh, my God. <laughs> What's that? That, that? that family is so important, right? It so, um, Tracy, I know that you... I know that you um just uh you know just got an uh, amazing opportunity. Um you're doing an amazing thing. Could you tell us about your new position, your, um you know, your new company? Okay, so being now that I am been in real estate, my really licensed about ooh, maybe 17, 18, going on 18 years now. Um I've now transitioned into I am affiliated with and working for Mosaic Brokerage Group which is the brokerage entity of Mosaic Development Partners. And if anybody's ever Googled them or if you're in Philly and you know anything about them, they're doing a huge, huge uh, redevelopment down at the Navy Yard that has been all over the news, all over everything. And they've also been a part of uh, the Chargewood project with PHA um, as well as with Shift Capital. So they're doing heavy, heavy, big things and they opened a brokerage. And um, I'm currently the vice president of the brokerage and the director of residential sales. So nice. it's, a, it's a big, big opportunity, lots going on. We have a team total for commercial and residential, about 15, 16 agents. Um, a lot of that was heavily, heavily added since COVID. We have been on Zoom calls. We've been meeting with people via Zoom. We've added to our team. We've put trainings in place. And 2021, we're going to hit the ground running with a lot of new stuff. And I'm excited for what Philly is going to see from Mosaic Brokerage come 2021. That's that's amazing. That's amazing. One more question I do have for you. Um, it's something that I'm picking up from the different people we're talking to. Um, mm -hmm. And that is that... Um, this pandemic uh, has, has been, you know, it's been tragic for a lot of folks, but a lot of people have taken something positive out of this. How has this pandemic affected you in, in, in either way, like positive or negative? What have you taken from this that you can like learn and grow from? So it's a, it's a lot. Like the, the pandemic has really, really put a, a huge powder keg on a lot of different things. Um, positive things I can say, First of all, the Philadelphia real estate market completely exploded with COVID. Um, it turned into a conversation where interest rates were 2.75. We, at one point during the pandemic, had a $10,000 grant coming from the city for first-time home buyers. People were stuck at home. They didn't have space for work from home. They didn't have space for their virtual kids. They didn't have social distancing, walk around yard space. And everybody was like, I need to buy a new house. <laughs> It's mm -hmm. time I got to go and being in the right place at the right time definitely blew my phone completely up. Like it was a lot. Um, one of the things that I also can say about the pandemic from a negative standpoint, especially for people that were in business and in sales, if you don't have your systems together, if you also were over leveraged and robbing Peter to pay Paul, it exposed it. Mm -hmm. It exposed those people who weren't doing great business to begin with, but it also exposed those people who didn't have longevity plans for their business and didn't create the systems to pivot. Because sometimes, you know, even I know in my business, if I'm working with first time buyers because we got all this free grant money and different things, and then that dries up like it did in August in Philadelphia because, you know, they decided that we're not gonna do it. Now it turns into, a, I gotta start working with investors. I gotta start working mm -hmm. with who are buying and flipping because now the market is turning back up for that for people who unfortunately are losing their homes. So 
it's it's constantly being able to reinvent yourself, constantly being able to pivot, being open-minded enough to know that maybe the plan that you started out with might not be what you end with. And just seeing the forest from the trees to say, this isn't working and I'm drowning fast. Let's make a change. Wow, that's a lot of gems right there. Yeah. Because even if you're making a bunch of money, you have to make sure that you have something that's sustainable or that you're able to pivot. And, uh, you know, Man, that's a that's that's a lot of gems right there. This is this has been amazing. Um, amazing. You dropped a lot of gems. Listen, you always I told you you always drop yeah, gems, man. And, and, and for our audience, good thing she's not in the car while we doing this because if she's in the car, she's like you know she she's giving out scripture when she's in the car. Like, um, <laughs> <laughs> because, because I get in my bag when I'm in my car because I'm thinking and I don't have to focus on thinking. I'm just driving and I'm just like, well, ain't another thing. <laughs> Oh man. So, so listen, Tracy, this has been amazing. I want to say thank you. But the one thing I want our audience to take from this is be able to pivot. And also everybody can't go. I like that. Everybody can't go. Right. Um, so I just want to say congratulations for one on everything that you've accomplished and that you can accomplish. Absolutely. Because the one thing I, the one thing I want to point out, um, and I'm very familiar with mosaic working in real estate in the city because, um, they are one of the biggest black developers. Right. Um, and, and I think that's important to point out for the folks watching that they're doing this kind of work and they're, they're our folks. And, you know, so she's working with our folks and I think that's amazing. That's amazing. Listen, and I'm, I'm telling you, like, being on the inside of it, the village mindset that they both have is so prevalent and it's existing in everything that they touch. And that's the one thing that sold me on being a part of it is that I know that that, that Ivy Leaf spirit that I'm used to, those that's right. that I'm used to, they implement it every step of the way with every project that they're a part of or they don't or they do not do it. And before we... Before we get out of here, I want to have you speak on one thing, because every time you talk, the one thing that you always talk about is the power of building a network. So before we get out of here, could you explain to our audience, like, you know, your thoughts on um, having a network and building a network and, um, you know, the art of networking? Yeah. So one of the things that I learned very, very, very young, um, and I probably learned this and it was coined a little bit better when I was in high school because I had a, a principal that kind of said this to me. And when we graduated from high school, the best way she explained it was, you know, because of what I have implemented in you all, the relationships that I have with you all, the interactions I've had with you all, helping you with this or giving you a pen to do that, or just sitting to listen to a conversation to help you work through something that you didn't think of, I built a relationship with you and I built a connection with you. And I have to nurture that connection um, if I want you in my life or that kind of thing. But at the end of the day, I shouldn't need a lawyer. I shouldn't need an uh, engineer. I shouldn't need a contractor. I shouldn't need a grant writer or any of those things because all of y'all are those things. And Mm. that is the bartering system for networking is that I have something that is of value. Because we have a connection, you can use what you have as a value to barter with me. And now we don't even need money because we can just utilize services. Mm, That's powerful. So it's something that you said earlier, Corey, is about those relationships and and being able to provide value to people. Yeah, you gotta you gotta be able to bring you gotta be able to that's why I said like I'm not losing I'm not losing the friendship, I'm more losing the connection because once I get my drive on and I can understand, you know, where I'm going, 
you know, we got to be able to use each other to get where we're going because, or else I got to go ahead and move toward the people where I can do that. At, you know what I mean? Like, so I can get to the spaces where I need to be. And then, you know, even if you aren't at that space yet, now I can help you get to that space because I have made more connections. I didn't forget about you. I just didn't, I'm not, I wasn't able to help you at that time and you weren't able to help me. And so now at the point where we can, you know, all right, you need something, I can help you. And now we don't got to bargain with money. All right, you can do that. I can I can show you how to do with this. And now we can yeah. now you can use your money to make a, a different move. And so that's where it, I'm it, really it's a lot yeah. of it's a lot of power in that, right? Because some of some of the um most influential people that I've met in my life don't even have the most money, but that's what they have. They could pick up a phone and get anything done with one phone call. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Yeah, you, it's power in that. So like, you know, our our history and our background, like money is fairly a new concept. Like we didn't really always barter with money. We bartered with services. Like that's exactly what bartering was. And mm -hmm. when you think about it from a lifestyle perspective, you're using the money to take care of things or issues that you have. But if I have a person who can handle those things or those issues, I don't I necessarily may not need money. So mm -hmm. it's it's the networking and the relationships that I always tell people. And if you always are good to people, you are keep everything above board. People will respect you for it. They will always do business with you and your name will always be something that comes up because they know that you do good business and honorable business. Man, listen, you, you just spoke the gospel because I've done a lot of terrible things, but I haven't done a lot of terrible things to people. And so that's why I still like I've done a lot of terrible things, but two people, I haven't done very much, very many terrible things to people. And so my network is always good. Right. So, I'm, you know, like, you know, there are some people who bad mouth me because they just don't like me. And, and that's always, you know, you know, I talk a lot of shit. So people really, you know, I'm not really well liked all the time, but that's OK with me because I have so many other people. And so many other systems in place, like I never feel like my future is them because of the people around me, not even because of anything that I've ever done. It's because the people around me won't let me fail. They just won't let me. Right. Right. You know? That's powerful, right? That's 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 more like about having the right people around you. Everybody can't go, but if you have the right folks around you, you'll be good. You'll be good. So listen, um before we get out of here, Core, you got any more questions for our sister before we get out of here, Core? Um, you know, when you go uh, build that bodyhood development right next to the other, uh, uh, no, never mind. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing. No, I don't have Listen, any other um, questions. <laughs> I, the one thing I do want to say is this, though, uh, for the folks watching, um, all three of us are part of a, a black think tank, um, which is known as the Black Wealth Project, and we we meet every Sunday at 7 p.m. Um, is us three? Is the Ivy Investor Courtney? Um. Coach Carter Malik, as well as the finance rebel Kamari. And we all sit down and talk about issues in our community. So make sure to check that out. Um, but also, I'm going to put Tracy's um, social media contacts within the description as, as well as the show notes so you can take a look at everything she's got going on. Maybe you need her help with some real estate services. Like I said, she is a legend in that space, um, as well as many other spaces, because she helps so many folks. And you know, you, know, you heard her say her network. A network is what it's about. So, Tracy, I just want to say thank you because I know how valuable your time is and you took time to spend with us. I just want to say thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate y'all both. You were on my radar. I wanted to make sure I got it done before 2020 so that we reached the goal. So <laughs> <laughs> 
We appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I, now I feel special because you made sure that you got to us. Like that, that right there is a special film. So thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And for the folks out there watching, make sure you share this episode. Make sure you subscribe, do all those good things. Um, give us some feedback and let Tracy know that you saw her hair on by the hood. Um, and as we always say, it's not about how much money you make, it's about how much you keep. Game elevates, and we shall see you guys on the next episode. Peace.